first episode of the Sons of the Hunt podcast. I'm here with uh, my buddy Jay, Jay Rodney. What's going on, man? How much? I think that uh, you're going to be sitting on quite a few of these. Hey, look you know. forward to it. This is yeah. a pretty legit setup here, man. You've worked pretty hard on this, no doubt. Yeah, we uh, tried to do it somewhat right. I mean, minus the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing other than, <laughs> other than that. We have Aldo here with us too he's joining the party yeah he's gonna be making a bunch of noise and probably gonna yeah there he goes up the steps <laughs> but it's awesome either way uh yeah i don't know we're just kind of gonna, gonna go off the cuff today and see how it goes it's it knock the cobwebs off and see how it plays out working the bugs out of the equipment and yeah uh, getting the microphones figured out and everything and it's uh, yep. so far so good so far yeah. so good everything looks good but i guess we'll just get into uh why I decided to make a podcast once the uh, dog stops panting. But, yeah, um, I guess the, the real reason why I wanted to make this was to kind of get a better insight into why I started Sons of the Hunt and how I started it. I know a lot of people want to start their own type of, you know, media project. And, you know, I think that I could give a lot of value as to how to start that, how to do that, you know, what it actually involves. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, maybe how I do things or, or what's going on behind the scenes. I'm going to pretty much detail as much as I possibly could as soon as Aldo lays down. Lay down, buddy. Well, you've already put a lot of work into it, the self-filming, the, 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 the marketing aspect, I guess, if you will, the promotional aspect of it, yeah. the social media part of it. So, yeah, I mean, you already got a leg up on a lot of that, so it'd be you know, a, real helpful for somebody who definitely wants to start a project like this to uh, benefit from some of the, even the mistakes that you've made and, and, and learn yeah. from a lot of that. So it's pretty cool, uh, pretty cool idea, and it's uh, admirable that you're going to throw this stuff out there for people to, uh, to learn. A lot of people like to keep that to themselves so to speak yeah. and uh, I think it's a, a good way to go uh, to share in the wealth so to speak and, uh, and get yeah. some of this knowledge out there for sure yeah definitely I don't think there's any reason to, to keep it I think that the more people we could get involved the better and that was you know almost the main reason why I started doing this absolutely you know, you know the, I was fortunate enough to have my dad to show me everything there is to know about the woods pretty much and I know not everyone has that so, right, right. you know, I might as well share that knowledge and show people how to succeed. And once, you know, somebody succeeds in the woods, they're usually kind of hooked. Absolutely. That's you where know? you wet the whistle. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Going out and sitting on stand for a couple hours, can you can only get so much out of it when you're just learning. Right. Uh, when you start to see animals and you start to have success and you put meat in the freezer, you get that first decent buck and uh, or, you know, turkey, whatever it is you're after. Uh, it definitely makes a lot of the work worth it i guess you could say i mean a lot of the effort if it goes unrewarded it can be very challenging to kind of maintain the uh enthusiasm if you will to, to kind of keep the keep the game rolling you know yeah definitely but uh so i guess the, the first place to start would be maybe we'll just uh kind of outline our backgrounds sure 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 so you grew up in the area correct? yeah 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 i uh Born in Pennsylvania, I lived around the country quite a bit, but uh, that was before I really got into the, to the outdoors. Uh, had a great, great experience when I was a kid. Uh, my grandfather actually got me involved in hunting uh, when I was when I was about uh, twelve years old. I mean, I've always seen him come home with deer, and you see the guns, and you see the whole lifestyle, and that's what really intrigued me. Um, going out hunting was cool, 
but you now that whole hunting lifestyle that's what kind of you know sitting around on sunday evening watching pennsylvania outdoor life like back in the 80s when right. you know, it was just that was the social media for hunters you know yeah absolutely people in places that's it yeah good <laughs> stuff and uh you know that that's what kind of got me started and then uh you know i unfortunately lost him when i was about 18 my grandfather passed away but i still you know wanted to maintain it and, and get at it so I had some friends of mine who were in the hunting and their fathers kind of took me under their wing, so to speak, and helped me out. And, uh, you know, just, I, that's where I learned, you know, reading, researching, doing it, getting out and making mistakes, uh, you know, freezing my butt off on stand in the wrong spot with the wrong wind just because I didn't know any better. Right. Uh, but eventually, you know, you read an outdoor life magazine, you go, oh, that's why I didn't see anything all day. <laughs> the wind right. was completely at yeah. my back, you know? Yep. Um, but, it, you know, it just, it, something about it just bit into me and, uh, and it just stayed there. So, uh, fortunately, now I have some young guys coming up that are really into it. So, you know, they're not going to have the, I, I don't want to say the struggle because, uh, you know, I, I don't think I would change it. I mean, I learned a lot the hard way, but honestly, it just, just made for a different experience, you know, a different different uh, way of looking at things, you know. Um, but to be able to take my my oldest son, who's just turned 10, uh, get him out and get him in the woods, and he loves it. He loves turkey hunting. That's his favorite. That's awesome. Small game. He's really into it. Uh, he hasn't gotten anything in small game yet, but he's uh, he's got a new uh, 1022 Ruger for his birthday. Nice. So I'm thinking the next week or two we'll be out there knocking the heads off some squirrels, I hope so. Sweet. Um, Hopefully nobody takes offense at that terminology. <laughs> no, no, that is what it is. You know, they make but, so much noise; they deserve yeah. what they get. But. but you know, it's it's uh, it's a good time, and you know, it's funny. He'll go to school and have a conversation with his teacher about conservation, and I'll get a you know a, a nod in that. I'm like, yeah, parenting win right there, man. Yeah. He's in there telling his teacher why we hunt so that the deer there's too many deer, there's not enough food, and they get hit by cars, and she's like, whoa, where's this kid coming from? It's legitimate. So it's, it's you know, he gets it. He mm-hmm. gets it. The twins, I have twin boys who are, uh, they're going to be eight next week. Uh, they're they're not really into it, but they're still young. They're, right. They're just, they don't really have that flair for it. I mean, Jason got his first turkey when he was seven uh, through the youth mentor program, and that was it. That was like we were talking about. It's yeah. that taste, man. He got that first turkey, and now he's hooked. He just can't wait to get another one. So he's okay putting in the time. Um, and the effort and whatnot to, to eventually get another taste of that success, you know. So he's hooked. So yeah. I got a hunting partner for life, no yeah. doubt, with him. So that's it, man. That's awesome. See, you, you're kind of like the perfect contrast to me because you know I had my dad, who was like right, the right. quintessential outdoorsman. He had that reputation. He was always killing deer. Right. You know, he was always the one catching fish, and you know, right from the first day he put me in a tree, you know, I killed my first deer with the bow on the first time I ever sat in a tree. Right, right. And he just made sure it happened. Though. Right, like and he, that's awesome. That's yeah. how you do it. That's yeah. how you do it. You he he just made sure that we were going to have deer underneath us. You sure. know, he, he built this wooden ladder stand with this platform that was huge. Both of us could sit in it. And, geez, I think 9 o'clock I think I shot the deer, and it was like 10 yards right there, right. big doe. Can't beat it, man. The old Steel Force broadhead. Oh, man, those things are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still have a few of them, if I'm not mistaken. I got a yeah. cl- couple clunking around in my uh, archery box. Yeah, home. I think we have a couple stuck in a piece of foam somewhere still. Yeah. But, yeah, he just always went that extra mile to make sure that it happened for me. Right. You know right. what I mean? And then he did, you know, <laughs> he put me through the, the tests every once in a while, you know, just to, uh, you know, you got to learn on your own. That's and, it. You can't uh, make it too easy, you know? Yeah. And I think that, 
you know, that it was something I never really considered. Maybe it was pretty easy for me, but also he made it easy, so it was fun. Sure, you know? sure. And, you know, that's pretty much why I'm sitting here talking into a microphone about it. I know, right? So, it's amazing how you come that far from, and, and you know, just because people aren't really interested in going this route doesn't mean they love it any less. It's just some people, right. you know, a lot of people now, and thankfully for social media, you know, and it gets a bad rap sometimes, but uh, social media serves a, a, a huge purpose for, for this type of, uh, you know, thing with hunting. You know, yeah. this we didn't have this years ago to where we can go on and get into a group and, and learn from other people, um, right. get advice, you know, for the most part. You know, you've got a couple of loons out there that mm-hmm. want to pick on everybody and start fights. But, you know, there's a lot of groups out there that are just the opposite. I mean, everybody's looking to help each other out. So, you know, we have access to so much more data and research and, and resources uh, now. So to be able to do stuff like this with podcasts and, and with videos and stuff like that, and not only to do the videos and the, and, and the podcast, but to share process share how it goes it makes it a world easier for people to kind of get some traction in, in this this side of the lifestyle i guess is the best way to say right it, you know yeah yeah and it's interesting you mentioned the uh the social media thing i have a i actually have a segment in mind that will uh will come up on a little later but i picked out a couple posts from some groups right. that we're both part of. Sure, sure. And I know we've both been watching the comments. and Yeah, there's a couple interesting ones out there, yeah, no question. We'll, uh, we'll go through the comments and kind of uh, pick it apart a little bit. Yeah, sure. Look forward to it. Um, I guess what, uh, what we could do is talk a little bit more about our backgrounds and how, you know, what you're doing today and how you manage your time to get in the woods and yeah yeah that's honestly that's probably the trickiest part of it is finding the time uh and here in pa i mean a lot of these pa hunters know finding property is tricky as well Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean a lot of guys are relegated to strictly state game lands now nothing wrong with that i mean if you can make it work on state game land god bless you man because it's challenging i hunt state game lands and there's spots where you have all this work put into a spot and you get there and 12 guys walk through your spot like 10 minutes after you get there. Yeah. So it's definitely challenging to hunt state land. Uh, but, you know, being blessed to have a couple of, of properties uh, that, that are private that I know who's going to be there, when they're going to be there, where they're going to be. Uh, that's that's very helpful, especially when it comes to time management like that. Because I say, listen, I'm going to go hit this stand over the, you know, the back hidden food plot uh, from 2 o'clock on. And a group text goes out and everybody knows who's going to be where. Um, so I don't have to manage that aspect of it you know i mean fortunately i work nights i do sleep uh, sleep diagnostics and stuff like that so i watch people sleep for a living as creepy as that sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but it, it gives me you know an opportunity to be home for the boys so i work at night i come home i get the boys off to school i take a power nap i get up i get them out of school i can do homework with them i can work on dinner that kind of thing and do the you know the homebody stuff to you know take a load off my wife because she works in healthcare also but she right. works days so she does CAT scan over at Moses Taylor as well. So it's we call it the high five handoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I come in the door, high five, she's out the door, and uh, you know we just switch it off. Which we have a good relationship in that regard. But you know, there's days where I drop the kids off at school. I don't got to hunt that night, or I don't have to work that night. Mm. I'm gonna go scout. I'm gonna go yeah. hunt. I'm gonna go do something, and it frees me up to do that kind of thing. Where if I work the nine to five, it just wouldn't it wouldn't wouldn't work yeah. out nearly as often or as frequently. So. Um, it, it's it's good in that respect, uh, you know, my career allowing me to get out and, and be the homebody and be the dad, the husband, that type of thing, but also give me some time to get out there and do a little bit more than I would be able to do otherwise. 
so I'm loving that side of it. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the whole direction has changed. You know, five years ago, even close to 10 years ago, I was like, I wanted to get to the top. I wanted to manage a company. I wanted to do all that. Mm-hmm. I got there. It fell flat. <laughs> the company went, went belly up almost. And uh, now I'm back to doing the technical side of it. But now I'm like, this is great. I yeah. don't miss it. You yeah, know, I, that's it. I clock in. I do my, my gig. I go home, you know, and I, I get to do a lot more. So my priorities are focused more towards my kids with their basketball team. I coach my kids' basketball team. You know, the kid, uh, twins are in baseball. I could do all that side. Where before, it wasn't happening. I was gone. I was gone all the time. Uh, so I was able to accomplish what I wanted to do career-wise, but I was missing out on a lot at home. So now with, you know, my oldest getting into the outdoors, and, and that gives me another outlet. All three boys love to fish, so that's great. I take them out fishing in the evening after, you know, school, whatever, in the spring, something, just jump out and throw a line, you know, and yeah. it's great, you know, having kids that like that kind of thing. You know, they all love their video games, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, giving them an opportunity to unplug and go do something else that they enjoy, and it's not like I'm dragging them out there doing it, and they're just thinking about getting home and getting back on their Xbox or their PS4 right. or whatever. Um, it, it helps them kind of appreciate a different side of life as opposed to just what the technology is. Yeah, for sure. Kids and, are just surrounded by it now, you know, so. Yeah, and without a doubt, I mean, you know, getting in the woods and being exposed to the wilderness definitely just builds that certain type of character. You know, I I think I'm, you know, self-aware enough that I saw, you know, what happened with me. You know, my dad exposed me to it. And, you know, like you said, your kids play video games. I played a lot of video games, right. too. But, you know, experiencing that wilderness just... You know, That's it. it teaches you something different about, you know, the way the world is actually working. It does. And, you know, yeah. it, it teaches patience. Uh, it, it teaches, you know, the life cycle. It helps them with endurance. I mean, it helps them into, in a sense, leadership. Sure. So there's a lot of, of benefits that come out of it, the intangibles that come out of hunting. Uh, you know, trying to, if this makes any sense, trying to raise them for the world that is as opposed to the world that should be, if that right. makes any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. there, be, there shouldn't be a lot of bad stuff in the world, but there is. Right. There's a lot of struggle. You're never going to get, you're not always going to get it the way you want it. And, man, the, the the perfect parallel to that is hunting. I mean, how many times do I go out in the woods and I want to shoot a deer? It just mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Right. I could throw a fit and complain about the weather or complain about whatever. The deer were just better than me that day. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it helps you kind of get used to a little bit of failure. You know what I mean? But it helps you when you are successful. It really helps you to appreciate because you put so much work into gaining that success. Yeah, there's uh, so, so much upside to it. There's so many it. positives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, kids are tricky, though. I mean, they got to be ready. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to drag him out of there. <laughs> he was like three years old and put him in a blind, but yeah. I knew it wasn't going to happen and he just wasn't ready. So making sure kids are ready is probably the biggest thing with taking kids hunting. Cause if they're not, if they're not ready to sit, you know, you can't have them out there for six hours. I mean, when I take him out, I'm out there two hours, two and a half hours if he can stand it and we call it a day. Right. Cause he'd get bored with it and he'd just like, this yeah. sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I lose him. Yeah. Um, but you know, not only that, but are they, are they ready to see something die? That's a huge part of it. I mean, hunting yeah. can be dirty at times. Yeah, you know, it's it's not all puppies and rainbows. There's blood, there's guts, there's death. So if the kid has to be ready for that. Otherwise, yeah. you scar him for life and you lose him. You know? And then yeah, all he wants to true. do is play video games. He doesn't want to see the blood anymore. He doesn't want to see that side of it. So, you know, you gotta you got to gut their deer for them a few years just to, yeah. you know, take, oh, yeah. take it easy on them a little bit. Yeah. But uh, My dad gutted a lot of my deer for me. 
Oh, yeah, you know? I bet. That's just how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, I, my parents have pictures of me as a baby and my dad, like, holding a deer. So right, right from the beginning, I didn't know any different. Right, you right. know, I was exposed to that right from the time I – before I could walk pretty yeah. much. So – I don't know. Maybe it's just, that was one of the things that he just did right. Is that I was just, I was just always in it. You know what I mean? Sure, and then sure. He w- he went to taxidermy school. I think when I was, geez, six maybe. No kidding. Yeah. So then I saw you know the process of breaking it down. Oh yeah. And, you know I, I I saw it all, and so I don't know if I'm gonna say that I was numb to it, but I was definitely you know accustomed to exactly, it it was just yeah. it was second nature sure sure well that's it you, you build a level of tolerance you acclimate to that type of stuff mm-hmm. uh and same thing with him i mean who knows it gives me hope maybe one day he'll be having holding podcasts and having his own tv show if he uh he might, follows man. the line you know he might yeah plays out similarly yeah but uh yeah so i guess i could talk kind of talk about how i get out in the woods and you know it's changed a lot for me over the past I guess I'll say six years because, you know, I, I graduated from the University of Scranton in 2011 with a biology degree, which is one of the other things I wanted to talk about. I just feel like that degree, you know, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. At the time, I was thinking possibly some kind of wildlife management, and then I realized that you need to move across the country to do that. Or you need yeah. to, <laughs> it's not really going to work here unless you become, like, a game warden. Right, right. Which... uh I wasn't really into because your busy time is during hunting season. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I took my degree and I just, uh, you know, I kind of floated along for a couple of years. I, I did masonry. I ran my own restaurant for a little while, which, you know, explains all the cooking that I, I do. And I do love to eat and I love wild game. And that's one of those things that, you know, definitely, you know, makes me pull the trigger sometimes when I'm starving, sitting oh, in the yeah. stand. <laughs> heck yeah, man. Uh, you know, meat crisis. That's yeah. uh that'll, that'll drive the, that'll drive the trigger. Quickly. Yeah. I'm always hungry. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good to be sit- sitting in a stand hungry. I know, so, man. But anyway, uh, continuing on, I ended up doing some, uh, work in the water industry. I started working for a small, uh, environmental engineering firm in Clark summit. I did, I worked with them for just about a year and then I ended up moving on to, Pennsylvania American Water, where I'm employed now. I worked less than two years. I worked as a maintenance technician, relief operator there, and I just recently got promoted to supervisor. So my time has kind of been dipped into a little bit. Sure. I'm kind of always on the clock. It'll happen. I'm always taking calls. But uh, so that's kind of what I work with now. I used to have a lot of time when I was working a couple part time jobs and I was out constantly. You know, I was always getting out. I would I would hunt, Jesus, pretty much close to, like, every day. I'd be able to get out, whether it was in the morning or the afternoon, kind of flexible with working a part-time job. If I was, you know, on night shift cooking in the kitchen that night or I was, you know, testing water in the morning, there was always a time for me to sneak out. Right, right. Now, not, not so much. Right, it's, yeah. It's more like I have to use vacation days if I'm going to get out. Because I'll, I'll get out of work at, like, 3.30 or 3, and it's it's tough. I actually put that uh, that one film out about how difficult it was to try to hunt after work. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I hunt a lot of a lot of fields, and you know the deer were just getting out before me. And that's it. Yeah, you just—it's all timing there, man. It's all yeah. timing. Yep. So time has been cut, and then to work this in, this project, you know, I get out of work and I'll come home, and I'm usually on the computer for, geez, probably about six hours. No if I'm not editing pictures or film or writing. There's just always something to do, and if you want something like this to take off, it, you just you have to constantly do it. You can't let it go for a week or two weeks and not post anything. You got to keep people involved in it. That's... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I've I, I've you know kind of uh, done that on my own where I just fall short on some stuff. Uh, that the conservation thing I started up a couple of years ago, I, I've been really laxed on that just because of time. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? I just haven't had the time to really put a lot of effort into it. I still dabble with it every once in a while, but it's it's nothing huge. I think there might be 220 people or something that follow right. it, but it's pretty random. I just kind of uh, regurgitate articles and stuff like that on conservation and stuff. But, you know, if I had the time to put into it, who knows? It maybe would have gotten something, be something a little bit bigger. But, you know, if we don't get what we wish for, we get what we work for. Right. You know, yeah. and yeah, that's uh, real good advice. That's true. It's uh, it's tough. Time makes it a, a huge challenge and still maintaining it after kids. That's a whole nother world. man. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball game. I couldn't imagine if that was thrown into my mix right yeah. now because <laughs> I feel like I have no time now. I couldn't imagine. Well, it's not it's not impossible by any means. You know what I mean? People do it all the time, but it's it definitely throws a curveball. Right. Uh, you know, trying to maintain something like this where it demands a lot of work and a lot of uh, a lot of involvement. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you got to put that on the back burner for a minute because you got something coming up and a lot of things come up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's honestly why I've been so lax on all that stuff. You know, it's just I got to really choose my battles and, and, and prioritize where I want to focus. And uh, hunting season just ended, so now I can focus elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was yep. my main that's focus. True. Was that? Well, it didn't end yet. It's almost there. I think we yeah. got tomorrow, and it's over. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much tapped out. I sh I shot my couple doe, and I haven't been in the woods in a while. I've been, you know, trying to keep up with uh, with editing, trying to get this film finished, and you know, I can't imagine how much work that is. I dabble in film editing, and it's a lot of work, man. It is. A it's lot. a lot of work. Yeah, and I mean, I there's so many that. other limiting factors that people don't realize, like the te the technology you need. You know, I did I edited our first film on this MacBook, and you know, it only goes so far until sure. you're completely loaded with 1080p video files. Yeah, and I know. I've got, geez, I've got a terabyte external hard drive, then I have a two gig, and then I have another one gig, and and just space management. Yeah, that's always my challenge is organizing everything. I've gotten better at that, um, but I, that's another thing that I've never had experience with, and I just started doing it, and that's how I learned it. You know, yeah. figure it out. YouTube videos um, were huge. YouTube University. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? um, but, yeah, that's another thing that just it takes a lot of time. And I'm sure there's a faster and easier way of doing it that I'm just not familiar with. Mm -hmm. But even if there is a faster and easier way, it takes a tremendous amount of oh, work. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and focus. I mean, you have to really... Like, okay, I, if you're going to line it up with music or color grading, any of that stuff, I mean, which I got to tell you, man, uh, I was really impressed with uh, for Ghost. Uh, you did a phenomenal job oh, with thank that. You. Uh, thank you. I, yeah. I've watched it several times. Uh, I'm going to go fanboy for a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a lot of help on that. I can't take full credit for that. My uh, 
my buddy Brian Filarski taught me pretty much everything that I know pretty yeah. today, you know, and he's a graphic designer and he's self-employed and man, he's, he's the best at it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? As far as I'm concerned, any kind of design work that you need done, you got to get in touch with him. Cause you know, he has the eye, he taught me about, you know, color grading and, you know, touching photos up and sure there's, there's so many little things that you don't, you'll watch something and you don't even realize. Oh, you know? I know it. it I so pick up on that now. <laughs> in a way, he ruined me because it, it's it's hard for me to watch movies now. I know it, man. I know. I know. You, know, and you, don't, you take it for granted until you try to figure it out, and then you go, wow, okay, i got to change that whole color grade to mix, match the previous frame and yeah. the lighting. and yep. You know, you, you start out editing the video, and you move more towards videoing for the edit, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, you yep. start thinking ahead to post and be like, all right, I'm going to set this shot up this way because I know what I want to do for the end product. Right. And uh, a lot of people don't understand how much how much work goes in, myself included. Like I said, I this is just like a, a little quasi-hobby for me to do some filming, uh, but it's the artistic side of it that I get a kick out of. I mean, the yeah. picture of the video is just the start, and then it becomes how do you edit that picture? Uh, how do you edit the video? How do you time it? How do you put music to it? And that's what the fun part is for me, is kind of putting all that together. See, see, my, I guess what really drove me to do is, well, first of all, I mean, my dad always had me set up for success, and I was always, you know, I was pretty much coming out of the woods with a deer almost every year. So it got to the point where when even when I was young, I would bring the video camera with me, and I wouldn't have a camera arm or anything, and I would just start videoing, and... I picked up on that early, but it, you know, obviously, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I started. Right, right. You know, I invested in some equipment, but on top of that, I there were stories. I could see stories playing out. You know, me and my dad would see. You know, we'd have something happen in the woods, and I would want to tell that story, and it was so vivid in my mind. Right. I still have <laughs> this. It was the first like good rut day that I ever had in a stand. And I think I was 14, and I wasn't supposed to be hunting by myself, but, you know, I'll admit it, I was. My dad had, had me set up right, at right. that point. I mean, you know, I've been, I was in the woods so long, he was totally confident, and I was too, you know. He had me all strapped in, and I was in my stand, and I picked it out. And that was one of the, the things that – I think that was one of the first years that he kind of took me and said, you know, why don't you pick a spot and see what you do. And that, that just totally – took over that oh that yeah was, it just opens up yeah i mean it, yeah. you start thinking about it and then you know i think the only reason i hunted there was because i found a scrape right. so <laughs> we set the stand up and he was in he was probably i don't know maybe 100 yards away set up by some apple trees and i, I think it was like just after light there was a little basket eight pointer walking along the wall and he hit the can call okay and the deer took off Hated it. Yeah, it ran the other way, huh? So I was instantly bummed. That was, like, one of the nicest deer that I've seen in the woods up to that point. Right. And uh, I was, you know, sulking in my seat and sitting there. And then all of a sudden, the woods erupts. This this doe comes busting right through the wall underneath the tree, right past the scrape, and this monster eight-pointer. I remember it so vividly. His G2s were – they had to be, like, 13 inches. And he, he wasn't he wasn't real wide, but he was just heavy, and I, I he was 12 yards away. I mean, this is a dream setup. He's standing there 12 yards away, 
probably stood there for a minute. I was frozen solid. I, 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 I didn't stand up. I was at that point where I, I didn't practice sitting and shooting, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm frozen, and I'm thinking that he's going to see me, and I'm going to blow this whole thing, when in reality, I know I probably could have stood up, draw the bow, and taken a <laughs> shot, and dance. he wouldn't have yeah. even moved. He was his tongue was hanging out. Oh yeah, he was occupied. Steam, and he just looked like a wine barrel, man. He was huge, and it was just how vivid that still plays in my mind. That I said, well, I I just I want to film those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, geez, I don't know, was it 2013? I shot my biggest deer. Still to this day, it was 140 inch. That that nice eight. Yeah, he's a good good deer, man. And that was the year I wanted to buy camera equipment, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And now I kick myself for that. So I said, ever since then, I'm filming everything. It, it definitely adds a, a, a new uh, angle to your hunting when you start to lug camera gear out. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, there's days where I'm thinking, I just don't want to bring it. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with hanging the camera arm and clipping the gopro and turning everything on i'm moving and but i still do it you know it's just because i'm always afraid that that would be the day that i miss out just like you know your 2013 yep. season or 2014 season you know and, yeah and i was like i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna take it because i'm gonna kick myself if i don't you yep. know and you know i haven't had an awful lot of success with it yet but you know with anything it it's gonna happen it, that's it you gotta learn you yep. gotta make mistakes you gotta mess it up you know did you have anybody like that you used to watch as a kid that you're like, I want to do that? Like, was there any I think uh, it, personalities or anything out there that you were kind of a fan of growing up? Or yeah, I think it was. Uh, I would, if I had to pick one, I guess it would have been you know Jackie Bushman, Buckmaster. Oh yeah, you know. he was. He's pretty cool. I mean, he was the one Indeed. back in the day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, me and my dad would watch him all the time. Uh, the other, there were only like. Well, actually, you know, the more I think about it, there were several shows that me and my dad used to watch. Um, Tom Miranda. Oh, yeah. He was on ESPN. I'm actually a big fan of Tom Miranda. Oh, he's 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 solid. And yeah. And he, he does some serious, you know, videography. His, yeah, His stuff isn't there. as commercial anymore either. No, you know, no. He, that's he what, does, kind of what I like about him. Yeah. You know, there's there's plenty of commercial stuff going around to get your fix. But, uh, yeah, it's that, that, that really off-the-cuff stuff that I, I'm really intrigued by now. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good one. I used to remember watching the old Monster Bucks, Bill Jordan, Realtree, Monster Bucks videos yeah. on VHS. <laughs> yeah, one of my, my favorites back in the day was uh, the Drury, the Dream Season. That first, yeah. where it was kind of like, I don't know, it was like reality TV and there were teams. And I was sucked right into that. That yeah. was that was when I first fell in love with Scent Blocker. There and you go. My parents ended up buying me a Scent Blocker suit for Christmas. Very cool. It was like the Dream Season suit. I still have that suit. No kidding. That was a solid piece of uh, hunting equipment right there. Yeah, that was a that was a big uh, a big push for them, man. The Dream Season tag, I guess you will, the brand. Yeah. Uh, turned out to be pretty to do pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Tom Nelson, the American archer. Oh yeah, yeah, big fan of Tom Nelson. I love watching him hunt bear. He always gets so excited over yeah. those bear those bear hunts. But you still still. You think back to these guys who were like the originals, they're still, in my my eyes, the most legit out there. Oh, yeah. Well, look what they had to start with. I mean, yeah. they didn't have anybody to lean on just like this. They're learning. You know, they learn mm-hmm. as they went. And uh, it's it speaks volumes for, um, you know, their level of commitment to when cameras were huge. I mean, they weren't little tiny, 
you know, digital, they were monstrous cameras that yeah. had to lug around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was that, is it the uh, Eastman Bowhunters Journal? The stuff they yeah. used to do back in the 60s? It's amazing yeah. the stuff they used to put down with these monster rigs. They were dragging up the mountains out in Alaska and, yeah. you know, out in the Western hunting. So, yeah, I mean, those guys were pioneers, man. They, they really set the bar and, and, and open up a lot of doors for, for the rest of those guys, even for, you know, continuing to do so. Yeah, so absolutely. It's cool to look back at it, you know. Yeah, definitely. But let's take a quick break because I heard the camera go off. So yeah, you got it. We'll uh, we'll just stop this and then we'll regroup and uh, talk about the beer we're drinking. Oh maybe. yeah, this is uh, it's gonna be gone soon, no question. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, sounds good. talking we might as well talk about the uh the last beer we had because i don't want this podcast to be strictly about you know hunting right 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 i think i think i want to be like more of a lifestyle podcast because i feel like i don't know maybe the people who follow my content you know are probably into the kind of the same stuff it's also kind of the reason why i decided to film down here yeah because this is going to be a big part. I want everyone to see the transformation of this as it sure. happens. Because we're sitting in what's going to be my bar at some point. Right, right. So, yeah, this is the most furniture you got down here. Is right here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I just. I but just it's cool. It looks in. great, man. It's yeah. Neat. It's, it's it's fun. It's a good little podcast spot. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna end up with the bar right here, and uh, yeah. That being said, that's that's one of my things. I love craft beer. So let's talk about. Uh, we just had a Stone Vengeful Spirit IPA. For those of you who are craft beer drinkers, this is kind of a a useless review of this beer, I guess, because <laughs> they're not going to make it this year. I'm pretty disappointed about it. It is a shame. It's really yeah. good. Just, I enjoyed that a lot. I, I love all the Stone stuff. Uh, I got the first thing good beer I ever had was a Stone IPA. Yeah, their regular IPA is excellent. But this one is just an unfiltered... You know, uh, I guess they'd consider it like a tropical IPA. Like it's got mandarin oranges and pineapple in it. I love unfiltered beer. I don't know, just something about it, the aesthetics of it. I don't know. I just take that all in. But it's it's pretty well balanced, I would say, as far as being hoppy, but also being able to taste some of those like tropical aspects of it, like the mandarin and the pineapple. It had a good smell, too, Yeah, which was kind of yeah. cool. I mean, Very, for, as far as beers go. Yeah, the aroma is legit on it. Uh, I'm not sure the IBUs on it, but it is 7.3%, so it's good, got a good Good kick. beer in my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This stuff here, too, is really good. Yeah, we're going to start on something new for the second half of the podcast here that uh, if you're in northeastern PA or... The Binghamton area, you have access to it. It's uh, Galaxy Brewing Company Andromeda IPA, which is one of my favorites. This is dangerous. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. This is really good stuff. Four more segments, and I'm sleeping on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has a nice, 
The the thing I like about this beer, it's a nice frothy head. I love that on a beer. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's smooth. I was excited when you were like, yeah, we're gonna check out some craft beers. I'm like, all right, yeah. win. I'm in. Yeah. But that being said, enough about beer. We get, <laughs> we get back into hunt talking about hunting and conservation. Indeed. They go hand in hand, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh what's one of the topics we could jump back into here i what did we we left off with uh what did we leave off with um we were leaving off with uh talking about the hunting people that we were watching and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, different personalities and stuff like that correct so i don't know if they uh they added you to the group yet but i think oh uh, yeah i should this, check that <laughs> this will work perfectly this is that segment that i was talking about where we're going to I guess sort of dissect a post that I've been following in a Facebook group called All Thangs Hunting. And yes, it is spelled out <laughs> T-H-A-N-G-S. I'm just thangs. mad that I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, it would be real clever. And then there's a bunch of little emojis, and in parentheses, it has a, it, it's trademarked apparently because yeah. they put TM in parentheses next to it. And, not, uh, not quite yet. That no. is legally binding. I am not on their uh, list of priorities. Hmm. You'll get there yeah, one day. One of these days. <laughs> but this is a pretty big group on Facebook. I think it has... It looked like there's about 2,100, if I'm not mistaken, when I, I was thought, looking at the... Uh... I thought I saw 150-some thousand. Oh, really? I could be wrong. Could be wrong, yeah. But uh, closed group. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. It says all things hunting. Closed group. Two point one thousand. Two point one k. Out of New York. Hmm. The same one. No, that's a different one. Oh. Wow. Well, somebody trademarked that. Oh, someone's gonna have incorrectly. A yeah. <laughs> Just so the if the uh, the admins of this group are listening, there is another all things hunting. <laughs> this is the only one that's coming. Well, up? is that all things hunting? Yeah. With the ing yes. on the end of hunting. Well, this is all thangs hunting. Oh, so I, I yeah misappropriately added a g. Yep. Okay. Let's see here. Should have known better from, you know, thinking about somebody who's going to spell the word things thangs. They're not going to put a g. They're going to put a little apostrophe. Of course. And there it is. Oh, uh, with the trademark, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. See, th this one is a little bit bigger. Okay. Okay, do you hunt? <laughs> yes. But regardless of the name, it's a, it, it is a pretty good group because right. it's a a nice big selection of outdoors men and women from across the country. And it's awesome seeing the insight. That's that's one of my things when I'm on social media. I love you know just gathering information because it's it's basically uh, like ask the audience from you know who wants to be a millionaire. The audience right, is right, right, right. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much the audience is always right on this, but you do get to see, you know, that popular opinion. Oh sure, yeah. And so. sometimes you, you kind of go along with it. Other times you want to beat your head on the desk that you're sitting at. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just kind of part of it. Like with with anything, you know, social media has its pros and its cons. And uh, you know, for this type of thing with hunting and, and, and you know, outdoors even, I you know, even like with bushcrafting and stuff like that, it's kind of a hobby of mine. A lot of opportunity to learn stuff from other people out there. 
there's also a lot of crackpots out there who, you know, think they know everything and they want to make sure everybody knows that they know everything. Right. And that gets a little frustrating, but, you know, you take it all with a grain of salt and yeah. you just kind of move on to the next guy. And uh, right. there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of good resources out there. And people really do want to share their experiences and their knowledge. And uh, that's tremendously helpful, yeah. especially these big groups where you have young hunters coming in that are new to it asking good questions so mm -hmm. you know there's definitely a, a big pro there for sure yeah you know? and if if that's one thing that i can uh coordinate with sons of the hunt it's that i want it to be a, a positive community that can help people right i i don't want uh you know anybody attacking anyone else for what they shoot it does not matter you know that's not you well yeah so that, that, that's just the thing. It, people get too wrapped up in what other people are shooting and why they're doing it. And it's, it's so situational and people just don't realize that, you know, oh, everyone's I, situations I, I, are I different. Agree. You know, and, and honestly, this could even be, this is probably a whole nother podcast, to be honest with you, but it's you know, a, a lot of the issues I think come from the big name medias, the big magazines. I mean, you go to a magazine mm -hmm. rack and you look at the front of all these magazine covers and there's these monster, you know, ridiculously man-made, yeah. non-typical deer yeah. on the covers. And it sets unrealistic expectations for a lot of guys who are hunting state game land in Northeast Pennsylvania. You know, yeah. and, you know everyone gets this self-conscious, you know, stigma where they got to go kill this monster buck and, and get the grip and grin and show all their friends and be bigger than what their brother killed and whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's if if it gets your heart racing and it's it, and you want to shoot it, man, more power to you. No one's going to question. I wish no, I can't say no one's going to. People will, but shouldn't. You right. know, they should let you be, do your thing. You know. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but you know, eh, like anything. Yeah, you know? everything is with a grain of salt, pretty That's much. It. So, That's it. this post, um, I've been following it. It's several days here. I commented on it. I posted uh, some of my media on it took that as a an opportunity but excuse me the post said what are your biggest pet peeves about hunting shows what makes you cringe cringe when watching them or attempting to watch hunting shows and what do you like about them so it's a pretty loaded question a little bit and i keep loading previous comments because there has to be 300 <laughs> comments on this well yeah i'm sure that stirred the pot a little mm -hmm. bit Especially in light of what's been going on with some of the uh, celebrities as in the last year even. Right. Uh, there's been a lot of negative press, so to speak, for some of these guys who made their living doing what we love to do, uh, which is truly unfortunate because there's a lot of people that looked up to these people. And, uh, you know, when you put so much pressure on the success side of it that you start to compromise your integrity. Right. Man, you need to find a new job. Right. <laughs> I remember being really young and watching those shows and asking my dad if those people are eating venison every single day. Yeah. And that was just one of those things where I wonder, because as a little kid, I mean, my dad, you know, got me hooked on venison real quick. Yeah. And I was like, that would be awesome. Right. <laughs> Have an endless supply of venison. I know. I, I mean, know. that my two dough are starting to run real thin in the freezer oh right no now. question like almost gone and i'm in the same boat i i the last of my uh chuck meat i had today i made uh chili with that's gone i got a little bit of uh i got some bones left i'm gonna make stock i got a little bit of alcibuco left the shank yeah 
and a little bit of grind left for burger, and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got like, one pack of steaks left, too, and that's it. See, the I'm steaks, cooked. coveted steaks. Oh, my God, I love them. Steaks and eggs, steaks yeah. and steaks. Got to love it. So this post on all things hunting, uh, what is that, a, a boar emoji, a deer emoji, a ram emoji, and a turkey emoji, and then a trademark sign. <laughs> this post says, what are your biggest pet peeves about hunting shows? So, since you're not a member of the group yet, yeah, you're yeah, excluded. I'm still, I'm still uh, anxiously awaiting my entry. Maybe one of these days you'll be judged and <laughs> you'll get in. But how about if you had to answer that? Oh, boy. That's that's a tough one. Um, you know, disrespecting the animal, I think. Uh, and and that, that can be taken a couple different ways, but... Uh, I was watching a show one day, and it was a real popular TV personality. He shot an elk at a pretty good distance uh, with a rifle, and uh, he was really excited about it. No, no, no question there. I'm not going to knock him for that. He he walked up to this beautiful, huge elk, and he kicked it in the head to like check it. You know, you poke it with the rifle to make sure it's dead, what have you. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I can only assume is why he did it. But he kind of kicked it a little bit. And from that exact second, I will never watch that guy on TV again, just because of that, you know. Yeah. So that's a that that's one example is disrespecting it. Look, you want to make a lot of noise, you get excited, you're in the moment. I get that. I'll never fault anybody for that. But uh, to be too little, too overzealous with, uh, you know, because something in order for us to be successful, something's got to die. And uh, there's a certain level of reverence, maybe I think that is uh, owed. Maybe right. that's the right way to put it. Yeah. Um, so to see that really turned me off. Um, that and, you know, it, it making it, I've seen a few guys make a bad shot and not own it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah, bugs me because I've made a bad shot constantly. on an animal and it killed me. Killed me. Um, but, you know, it happens. You do it long enough. You're out there long enough. It's going to happen. Yep. Um, and if it doesn't, more power to you, man. But, uh, you know, it, the, the, it's, it's very likely that you're going to make a, a mistake or something's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, own it. You yeah. know what I mean? If yep. it happens, it happens. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Uh, then you, you, you got to man up and own that kind of stuff yeah. or woman up, however you want to look at it. But For sure. Those are probably the top two that would pop out at me. What are some of our uh, comments coming through on that there that were piqued uh, your interest? Oh, yeah. There they're all here, yeah. uh, pretty much everything. <laughs> but I will. I I have a, a way I want to wrap all this up. But um, here, I'll, I'll let me read some of them. Yeah, sure. Uh, first one that came in was fake high fence. That's all the guy said. Anybody could kill a monster in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. True. I think they're doing but, that in some countries now. Yeah, but then again, there's guys like Keith Warren out there mm -hmm. who are owning that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know he I don't mean? care, he, and he's he's a deer farmer. Yeah, and he he shows you everything about it, and I mean, that is what it is. It's its own thing. I I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, is it the type of hunting I want to do? No, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to pay. I'm never going to pay anyone to have me sit anywhere that I didn't pick out. Right. That's no, you know, that's that's pretty much my guide if I'm going hunting. I I agree with that to to an extent. Uh, reason I say that, uh, some friends of mine have a pheasant preserve. 
up in Bradford County. Right. And they go out and they put the birds out. You can bring your own dog or they have dogs. They raise and breed Weimariners. Uh, really solid people. They do a lot of work with veterans. They're really awesome people. And, you know, it's when – I, when I look at that, it's like, okay, is it really hunting? Debatable. Um, you know, they're putting the birds out for you. They know where the birds are going to be, yeah. but it's like really fun grocery shopping. Sure. Especially <laughs> for stock I mean? trout. That, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So to an extent, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I, I, I would, I, I can safely say I would never go out and say, Hey, put me in a tree and you know where I'm going to shoot a big 160 class deer. Yeah. I have no interest in that. That, that lost me a while ago. You know, it, one of the, one of the other reasons why I decided I wanted to make film was I wanted to make something I would watch. Right, right, right. So I wanted this I wanted to tell a story. I I I, I don't know if I mentioned it before about my mom and you know 33 years of English you she did taught. You did touch so, on it, sure. So so that got kind of drilled into me so you know I'm I'm a natural writer right. and and I like to tell stories. So telling a story through film they kind of go hand in hand and that's just totally lost as far as I'm concerned in modern outdoor media. No one wants to tell stories anymore. It, they, you, every show, it seems like these days, not, and I shouldn't say every show because a good handful of them aren't. They're kind of cookie cutters. You, you've got a half hour to fill. So that means 22 minutes of film you need to put out there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to talk about the ranch. You're going to show some footage of you driving there. And then it's going to be the last day. And then you're gonna kill the deer. And that's last hour, last, last day, hour, yeah. last day. And here he is. I've been hunting him for years, even though I don't live here, so I don't know what this deer is doing. Somebody else is doing that for me. Somebody else grew this deer or managed it for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody put this stand up. You know, it, it's it's rare that you see them talking about putting their own stands up. They they get thrown in this stand. And then they said, all right, well, the deer's going to come out at 5 o'clock. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it's not really my, my bag either. Uh, I mean, it, there's something to be said for it. I'm of the, the mindset, if it's legal, I'm cool with it. Because somebody out there said, hey, this is going to help or hurt. You know, this, this will help the population. Don't do this because it will hurt the population. Right. I mean, the money that comes from it, I mean, that, that, that kind of strays more into the whole con- conservation conversation. But. You know, there, there's money that supports local economies, the tags, whatever the, the the hotel rooms they're staying in. All that stuff is helpful. I mean, True. it's helpful at the big yeah. picture. Is it my bag? No, I'm mm-hmm. not. I, I don't. My love for it is to go out and look through the woods and comb that piece of property and find where I want to hang his name. Right. That's the big part. That's for me. the that's a fun. If part. I kill a deer, sweet. Yeah bonus if not well then i still got to do all this other stuff and i don't feel like i lost out at all i'm right with you so so how about this uh if somebody's going to pay you to do that oh man i know right if you could get paid to do it would you do it to do to to do what to go to a place and hunt yeah place after place you know week after week that's a tough question i mean I, i i don't think that i would but no one's ever presented it to me. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> Someone a rare came to me with a good deal and said, "Hey, man, you know, you can make your career doing this." Uh, I, think, I might change my mind a little bit, to be honest with you. But you know, I might be picky about the price tag for me to give up. That's it. What yeah, I love the most about it. Yeah, there's a compromise, no yeah. doubt. But you know, and and that's it. And that's where it comes back around to you know, where do you make that compromise? You know, um, 
especially when, when you're getting so heavily into the, the filming side of it, mm-hmm. you know, um, where, where do you draw the line to, I want to maintain the integrity of what I, my project, what I want my project to be. And like, if I change it a little bit, will I get it out there to more people? I mean, that's gotta be a hard yeah. line to walk. I don't know if you've had to stray that line yet or not, but I mean, I imagine if this really takes off well for you, there might there might come a time where you have to kind of make a decision like that. So, you know, staying true to everything as as long as, as you can. Um, you know, because I, I see guys like you know, we were talking earlier. These guys they they make poor decisions. It's like what would make somebody who's obviously been raised in this lifestyle make a decision like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it comes back around to who's watching. Yeah. You know, yeah. how can I get more people to watch it? And, and they, they make those compromises and they, they, they make those uh, those decisions. And so it's, I don't envy people who have to make those yeah. decisions. Like I know getting, I don't have to. I don't think anyone's going to come knocking on my door anytime soon to pay me to hunt. But Yeah, it's like getting Metallica to cut their hair. Right? I know, right? Sellouts. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say they're sellouts. But, you know, it, it's 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 the same boat, I guess. It's, uh, I don't know. It's a decision that... I don't want to have to make, hopefully. Right, right. You know, well, if, if I'm going to do, do it, I hope thing, I get to do it my way. That's you know? it. You do your own thing, you do it your way. So no one's going to tell you otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it's, true. it's when people start to kind of, and, I, and again, I don't know if sell out is the right term to use, but people start going, okay, well, I can change myself a little bit to get there. Right. Once you get right. there, well, I can change myself a little bit more and I can get to that next level. Yep. You know, and that's when the compromise starts to happen. And, I can't say I, I don't understand. You yeah, know next I mean? thing you know, you're yelling at your cameraman yeah. while he's firing the gun <laughs> at every deer that moves. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we won't get into that. Uh, we'll leave that vague. <laughs> uh, the, so the next thing that I'll pick out here, um, somebody said that they don't like the music in mm. hunting shows. And I think I know where he's going with it because I can't stand country music. And I'm just going to say it right now, just so everyone knows. Can't <laughs> well, stand it. I'm going to. All right, man. Just, probably you're just laying it down. A giant right. bunch. Uh, hey, man. You got to do you, but, man. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows that, though, because of the music that I choose right. to use. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I should note the uh, intro music to this podcast was The Bad Light, which is a bunch of. Uh, Couple guys Very cool. California. Glad you turned me on to them. Yeah, because um, that's yeah, that's more along my style of music. I I don't think I could name three country bands to be honest with you myself. Um, I'm more of an old school '90s guy, I guess. But uh, you know, there's a lot of good music out there now, more blues and stuff. But yeah, um, I can see where they're going with it. Some of the uh, some of the, uh, the cinematic build up music can yep. be a little much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, that that somebody did bring that up further down, but. Uh, Side note, do you remember the first time that I met you in person? Yeah, 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 that was absolutely that was one of the best nights. Chris Cornell, acoustic, yeah, Kirby Center. that was an incredible show. Yeah, that was uh, that was it was great. That was you know, obviously the last time we were able to see him. Yeah, uh, that was I think the third time I'd seen him, uh, fourth time I'd seen him between Soundgarden, Audio Slave, and, and his uh, solo stuff. But uh, yeah, what a night, huh? Yeah, Man, that, that it was, was just that was just electric. It was unbelievable to see a guy like him stand up and just sing to a phonograph. Yeah, was something to see. that yeah. was just cool. Just put a yeah. record on and sing. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, so, you can get me all emotional. About I know, it. right? I, I know. About, but, oh. well, that was <clears throat> um, "I Am the Highway" was my wife and I's wedding song. 
So yeah. we almost stood up and danced right in the middle of the whole place to our wedding song when he sang it, but we didn't want to be those people. You know what I mean? Those weirdos standing up. Our wedding song was Thank You, but Chris Cornell's cover of it. Beautiful. Yeah. It's funny. So. I, I, a friend of ours got married, and I was helping him with the wedding. We did like a like 100% do your own wedding self type. I helped him with the cooking. His dad and I did the photography for it. Uh, I set up my computer as the DJ, if you will, nice. air quotes. Um, and he's like, don't get me anything. Don't get us anything. You're helping us out, so don't get us a, a gift. So a friend of mine plays guitar, and I was in a band with him years ago, and I did a little singing. So we did a version of the thank you song, the nice. Chris Cornell thank you song, yeah. and we played it for them at their wedding. And uh, so it's it's a great song, man. He did such an amazing job with it. I prefer his version over the Zeppelin, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. His voice is timeless. It's just... I don't want to get, go. Yeah, too yeah, far we better. Off, but, it's it's uh, gonna get sappy in here in a minute. Yeah, it really is. Um, let's see what else uh, were some things that people pointed out. Uh, the fact that someone else is doing the hunting part for them, all they are are killers, not hunters. Mm, we kind of which is kind of kind of what we're saying. And so. I get it. I get it. You know, for people who have to work their butts off to to get out there and do it. And they see these guys killing huge bucks all the time. It's 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 frustrating. It can bring up a, a level of jealousy, I guess, uh, a little bit of envy. But you know, again, that falls under to each their own. Um, another comment: uh, I like when they shoot doe, and the intense background music has got to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that if anyone follows my stuff, they know uh, I shoot a lot of doe, as many as I could every year. Sure, sure, too. and I, and I agree with that. I, I like to see them uh, shoot doe. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, Heartland Bowhunter guys, yeah, mainly yeah, because of their yeah, filming style. But I think that kind of goes yeah, with a lot of people that became fans of theirs yeah. just because of the way they present it. Present it. But uh, their big, you know, their Doe Patrol episode is one of my favorites. Yeah, those guys as well. are really well, good. Shoot, just, just totally slam the Doe population and get it down a little bit, and uh, and they they highlight that and they make it a big part of what they do. So I, I can respect that for sure. Yeah, yeah, those guys are living the dream. Uh, what else we got? Commercials every seven seconds. <laughs> well, that's and, kind of part of TV. That, that, yeah. yeah. Can't really get around that. Well, This guy says hunting YouTube. shows are infomercials, which, I mean, some of them do cross that line. Uh, I'll probably do another podcast about, uh, how do I word this? The uh, Maybe just the ins and outs of how I work with companies yeah, and how it comes about. That's actually a really good topic. I, I, I'm interested in that myself. Yeah, uh, it's uh, there, there's no money involved. I'll tell you that right up front. Right, right, right. <laughs> if there was, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, sitting at a desk every day ordering, you know. No, no doubt. For but, the water treatment but, you plant. Know, it's not always about the, the money, and that's made, as cliche as that sounds. True. Um, it's just about the experience and, and making it easier to create that experience. And that's what a lot of these companies can do is they can really make it a lot easier for you to one, promote what your project is, uh, to attain different equipment or or products to help with that process. I mean, it's a, it's a good relationship and you know, they get their name out there too. Once you develop a following, their names all over whatever it is you're doing in the credits or what have you. Yeah. it's it's a it's a good working relationship I think for for a lot of these companies. Sometimes it gets overblown. There's some bigger companies out there that yeah. it's just you can't you can't walk into an archery shop without seeing their name or their sign or their hats yeah. or their whatever. Yeah. I know we know where you're going. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Well, I know. I'm, <laughs> but that, that is what that's that's their that's their thing. It's you know? it's marketing one hundred and one, man. I, but, I went to school for business and marketing. I didn't go to school for culinary, which is what I did for a big part of my life. And I didn't go to yeah, school for right. any medical, which now what I do. But right, you know, the the whole marketing side of it is very intriguing, and I'll never knock them for what they do because they're doing a good job at it for the end game. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes. Well, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, you don't want to be cynical. Right. You, you don't want to be cynical towards anything in this industry because what's the point? We're all here for the same reason. Sure. So knocking a company because they're that company, like they earn their way there. Hey, I'm guilty of it. I used to do I, it. I, I do it you too. Know? I used are. to, but I, but I think I've grown a little bit uh, once you start to get a feel for how the industry works. And again, I'm, I'm no big industry insider by any means, but you know, you pay attention long enough. You start to see how things work, and, and you get a right. better understanding of why things are the way they are. You know, mm-hmm. but but it, it's it's like knocking the Yankees for being the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to think they earned their way there. Yeah, you know sure. those those first teams that that won those World Series were good, and from there you build. Yeah. And, and the more you win, the more you win. Right. So you know it snowballs after that, and I think it's the exact same premise with uh the company that we're re- keeping nameless here right right so it's the same thing and we really w- although we're all guilty of being cynical towards mm-hmm. towards it you know it is what it is and well the thing is there's a there's a couple companies that i'm thinking of yes yeah, with yeah. you that come off the top you know off the top of my head there True. but yeah there's there's a couple out there that are and they've really made a name for themselves that way and uh you know and more power to them. Like I mean, like I said, they're they're doing what they love for a living. Yeah, you can't knock that. No, they're no, doing you it can't well. Knock that. I mean, but that's a whole other podcast. Indeed. I think uh, that we could I could really talk about that for a long time. Oh, I know. Oh, but uh, I tell you, yeah, can of worms right there, man. Let's go with another comment on uh, what bothers people about hunting shows. Is uh, this guy said celebrating and acting like an idiot after they shoot a deer. Yeah, again, that that goes back to kind of, you know, I can't fault too many people for getting excited for having success. It's, there's, I guess, in my mind, a, a different level of success. There's a difference between a guy who just shows up at a property, gets shown the stand, and kills a deer, great huge deer, and, and goes bananas, mm-hmm. versus the guy who spent three years tracking the same buck mm-hmm. in the same area in that chess match and finally mm-hmm. knocking over that king, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and really, uh, that's it, it, what's worth celebrating more. I mean, what's more of a valid celebration? You know what I mean? It's hard to tell. It's all subjective, I guess. But yeah, I could see that because there are some people that just go absolutely bananas. Yeah. They 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 shoot it a good deer and they're they're you know, you know, they're over overdoing it and playing playing it up for the camera, so yeah. to speak. You know and what you I mean? And you know what? I- I've watched Ghost a few times, you know, obviously. Like, sure. I mean, going through it and putting it together. And I look back at after I shot the deer, mm-hmm. and I, I watched that reaction. So it was the first time I ever, you know, was able to capture See my reaction. right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I don't ever remember reacting like that. It was kind of a unique situation. Oh, I can imagine. And I think it, it was just because... You know, I mean, that that scenario just played out, like, 
completely perfectly. Oh, I know. Like, I, it just worked. I, I keep my uh, Sons of the Hunt patented deer call in my pocket all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the phone. But, and I think that just the fact that it was more that I did it and set it up and right. it, and executed it. Right, right, right. I was more excited about that, and I don't think I've reacted that way to a deer sense, really. But then again, I haven't really had my opportunity, and I don't want to get into it too much because there's parts of the story in the film here. Sure, that... but that, that comes back around to, you know, what what's worth celebrating, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you shoot a, a, a nice doe, but you manage to land the perfect footage and the great camera, and you get it all right. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's just, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's And that's yeah, another thing. Cool. Uh, another one <laughs> that this one actually kind of bugs me, too. Got it done. That's all the guy said. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, got it done. Oh, that's not what I do. I, I got a Facebook message. I thought it might have been those guys letting me in the list, but it's a friend <laughs> of mine going live at a Dave Matthews band concert. Yeah, you're, Don't want that. you're still denied. Yeah, yeah, I'm not cool enough yet. Maybe I should shoot one of those newer bows maybe they'll let me in <laughs> yeah that could be it you just don't know all things hunting that's it uh yeah the the lingo i'm over that i think the this guy said i think the new hunting slang in general makes me want to slap myself in the face yeah i, I think if i ever yelled i smoked it i would smack myself smoked them baby yeah smoked them. everyone that smokes everything nuts. put it right through his guts and they yeah. smoked them and the boiler yeah. maker you know, it's it's you know, and there's a lot the of cliches. Yeah, yep, uh, a lot of cliches. Just like any sport or any you know pastime or you know, there's just cliches. So mm-hmm. I guess we've got to have ours. Yeah, it could be worse, I guess. But yeah, I and again that comes back to respect of of the animal. I mm-hmm. try to, I don't know, I don't want to offend anybody by <laughs> getting too deep into See, it. But a, it's, that's the whole thing. You got to walk that fine line. Yeah. But. Yeah. These are all things, though, that I've been kind of picking out on here. Right, right. That I feel like my content pretty much is the opposite of all these things that they're saying. I don't, minus my one celebration, I guess, that still wasn't even over the top. I was still whispering, but. Right. No, there's there's something to be said for that. Like I said, it's it's what are you celebrating? You know what I mean? You're celebrating not just taking an animal, but putting that whole package together. Mm-hmm. Getting the film right. I mean, where you stopped that buck was you couldn't have, you couldn't have played that any better. Yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah. it was like he read the script, man. Mm. Yeah, there, there. I just threw out a cliche. You did it? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, it, that I, I think that I was more wrapped up in just the fact that that played out the way it right, did. Right, right, right. And it was an all day sit, and it was like five thirty or it's a long day. Closer. Oh. Yeah. It's that, tough. The stuff we do, people don't get it sometimes, you know? All day sits are... They're brutal. Are they? But I, I don't want to say they're the worst because, I mean, they're insane. They like, are. They like are. You, you're going to sit there in a tree all day. Yeah. And you and I'll be honest, most of my all day sits, I see no deer. I don't know why. Uh, I'm like, with you. I'm with you. I, the only thing I, I gained out of... Uh, I had a, an all day sit in 2015 when we had that real cold winter. <clears throat> just like we had this year. And I got frostbite on three toes. That's the only thing I got all day. <laughs> it was 21 below zero is where it topped out. And I was like, what am I doing? That's crazy. What am I doing? But I'm like, man up. 
man up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Try to keep yourself in it mentally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was in a box blind, you know what I mean? But I mean, it was like being in a walk-in freezer. I mean, it was cold. Yeah. It was cold. But you know, I, I thought for sure they're going to come to food with this weather and uh, it just, they were, nothing was moving. So uh, yeah, I, I still have problems with my toe when they get cold. That was in 2015. I still Ooh. get tingly toes now when it gets cold. Yeah. But price we pay, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, most of these, the rest of these comments, I mean, there's tons of them. They just go on and on. And people are just really picking it apart. Just pretty much all aspects of media. And it gets to the point where I think the thing that I took away from this post was that I, I really just can't be afraid to put anything out because there's going to be one person all the time. That's it. And they're yeah. going to find something wrong with it. And, and you know, I, I think I do. I get a little bit romantic about my, my content. You know, I want everything nice and polished. And, I you know, I hesitate about putting certain things out. But there's just no way you're going to please everyone. No, especially, you're absolutely right. This especially is the, nowadays. This is know. the toughest crowd out there. Oh, I know. The, I know. The hunting industry is just a different breed. Yeah. It, it, we're supposed to be united and brothers and sisters at arms. And, you know, some kid who's 13 years old go out and shoots an, a doe with a crossbow and people just obliterate him. Yeah. Because he used a crossbow, you know. Yep. And, and it's just uh, hopefully that changes soon because I think this this whole hunters fighting amongst themselves is just a bit of a fad. I Maybe I'm a hopeless romantic in that regard that it will get better. But, uh, you know, we got enough people coming after us to be going after each other. Yeah, that's true. That is uh, probably a, the best takeaway you could have from everything we just said. Yeah. There. You know, that's the way that it should be wrapped up, I think. Because, Indeed. I mean, that, that that's the most discouraging thing reading through these groups, just watching everyone tear each other apart when we're really all here for the same reason. We're all here for ultimately the same thing. That's it, the holier-than-thou conversation. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm better because I don't use a crossbow. Well, I'm better because I use traditional. and I'm better because I use an addle-addle. I mean, where does it end, you know? Yeah. And uh, we just, like I said earlier, I'm good if it's legal. You know what I mean? If yeah. the powers that be say, hey, man, you can do this without hunting the, hurting the herd, Man, go for it. I mean, the only deer I got this year was a doe, and I shot it with a rifle. Yeah. You know, I mean, I needed meat. I'm yep. not going to knock rifle hunters. That's how nope. I cut my teeth. I'm a hunter first, yep. and then I'm a bow hunter, and then I'm a turkey hunter, and I'm also a rifle hunter. Yeah, I right. like to think I'm a little bit of a waterfowl hunter. I mean, it, it, yeah. the list goes on. Small yeah. game. I love it all. Just being in the woods, man, that's the ticket. Yep, absolutely. Um, so if I can bring home some groceries while I'm out there, man, hell yeah. Yep, I am with you. And... uh I think that that's the perfect uh, way to wrap this up because Indeed. I think we've been talking for a good while here. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. We're at, it's been uh, fun, though. It's been fun, yeah. you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think that this was um, geez, kind of an experiment in itself. We had no notes going into this. No, we, we just, just went off the cuff. Sat down and started and, talking. Uh, we set up some cameras and whatnot and kind of just became what it became. But we do have a list of topics, and we'll hit something here and there, and uh, some feedback would be nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of really good podcasts out there of people who uh, – there's some really bad ones out there too. But, yeah. you know, to, to, to revert back, I mean, if there's something that, you know, you guys that, are, that have listened to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Um, you know, it, it's pretty cool to, to get involved in something like this. And thank you, Mark, for – 
for having me over to do this with you. Thanks for doing uh, it. I've been excited about it all week. I'm not going to lie. It's been pretty, yeah. it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, the only way that you're going to know what the people are thinking is if the people tell you what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. So throw some stuff out there. Yeah. Tell me what you want to hear and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Indeed. Indeed. We'll this has been things. a blast, man. Yeah. So with that, we will wrap it up and we will, I'm not going to make any promises to when the next one's going to get out because I don't know with, uh, <laughs> with our schedules and, how it's going to go, who knows. I, I'm I'm going to aim for one a month right now if I could get a couple that's more. That's pretty ambitious. I mean, you're starting to get the, the cobwebs knocked off of the process, so yeah. it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, that's the other thing. And the way we're set up here, I, I'm going to have to invest in another piece of equipment so we could I could control both microphones from my computer because right now this is going to take me a minute to edit this, Yeah, splice yeah, yeah. it together. But yeah, that's going to be a lot of work for you, but it, I, I, I've seen your work. I don't think it's going to be a problem. <laughs> we'll get it together <laughs> somewhere or another. But we'll finish it there. Indeed. Jay, thanks for coming over. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next uh, next podcast. Thanks for listening. Praise God.